tēnā koutou. You're listening to a co-education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Te whakamana, we've been in it for, what is it, two years now, three years now? Ah, yeah, three and a half for me. What do you get out of facilitating in this mahi? For me, it's two things. There's one is I love seeing the people starting to ask themselves the questions that they've never thought to ask before and hearing them reflect on their own learning. Because often when we talk to teachers, they're always talking about the students in their class. But so much of this is the teachers talking about what they've gotten out of it and then therefore what their kids are going to get out of it as well, which is really cool. Selfishly for me, I also am constantly learning in this space because you find out things because people go down rabbit holes and it's not just finding out things about them, but it's also making me question myself and why I do things and what in my background and in my values and my bias has me doing things the way I do it. So it's really good learning for us as well. And I feel like we say that to every group that comes through. Thank you for the learning that we've gotten through you for us. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I so agree. I think that's what I was going to talk about too, is just being just being as much a learner as as they are. You know, they, they sort of come into the space thinking that we're going to give them a list of ways, I mean, a list of things to do to be culturally capable as such. And in actual fact, you know, every because everyone has such different entry points into into this space and they come from different contexts and it's the different contexts I think that I learn so much from and funnily enough I know that we have a lot of uh, our outreaches to kura throughout New Zealand but for someone from the North Island like we've got a lot of South Island schools in there right and I've learned so much about the history actually yeah lots of kōrero so that's been really really neat as as part of this yeah part of this work I think too, you know, you're talking about how everyone comes at it in a different entry point. Part of that for me is everyone comes at it with a different understanding of what they think culture is. Mm -hmm. And I know we spend a lot of time talking about biculturalism in this space, but because that first module is about getting to know you and who you are and what your culture is so that you then can take that into understanding other cultures and Mm -hmm. specifically Maori culture at this point, I find that really interesting when people start to talk about their entry point because I know we've talked about before we get lots of people that will come in and we've had people crying because they are feeling a bit whakamā but embarrassed about their background and how they were given land when their ancestors came to New Zealand and it's really interesting to hear people talking about that and knowing that it's what you do about it now you know that it's that Maya Angelo quote you know when you know better you can do better and I think that comes out a lot during Te Whakamanawa for people yeah that's so true and just sort of it's such a personal journey really at at the beginning part and um I guess maybe that leads into part of the highlights is that um I know for both of us uh, all of us that work in here as facilitators we it's one of the the modules that we um that we get a lot out of and it's just such a way great way to make connections and to build those relationships and I think when we're in these online spaces you know and there are lots of 
the people that the kaiako that join us or the people that come in they may not know each other but by the end of it you know after this it's kind of like a whanaungatanga that's sort of what happens in that in that discovery about um ko, ko waio, you know who, who am i and the importance like you said of knowing of of having doing of, of the importance of doing that work at the beginning makes all yeah. all the difference like it's just a great way to sort of it just flows after that I think it makes more sense say eh? yeah I agree and I think you know when you talked about connection there's one of the key things for me because this the course is deliberately set up to grow from what do you know about you to what do you know about the space you're in what do you know about the students you're working with what do you know about their families and then building up to that whole idea of tetariti but I'm just coming back to one example from one teacher that I can think of where she went, I want you to know me for the um, artistic side of me. And she created this, wick- I don't know if you remember this, but she created this wicked thing link piece of art. So she'd made, she'd drawn this piece of art that had all the pieces of her ancestry. So she had the original waka, she had parts of it that had included her family in the picture. And for each of those points, she created a connection point using thing link. So it took you to another part that talked about a family and then where the names came from. And you know, I, I could have cried and it wasn't even mine that I'd made. But right from that very outset, everyone in the room had a connection to her. And it was because of that choice she'd made to be really artistic. Yeah. And then... As we went through, I watched that grow in the group around her as well because of that strong influence that she'd had. That is so cool. I love I love hearing it's so it's actually just sort of talking about this. It's so good to yeah, be able to reflect on on the different people that we've had come through, you know, from yeah, from principals to beginning teachers and also though all those that come outside of outside of being being in a school but are still within the education world and I think within those sort of differences that's another way that we learn from each other as well. Totally and I think too sometimes it's not about just the learning that you do when you're on Te Whakamanawa it's Mm. the questions that get asked that sit with you in that space when you come out of there so Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about one kura that I worked with there and I have continued to work with them for the last few years and started with them when I very first started. And some of the questions that we were asking in that space mm-hmm. are still being asked now and they've got over half of their staff have changed. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's partly why the questions are still being asked, but also they're still being asked because they're important and for their community they haven't necessarily I, I don't know that there is a right answer, but it's all about connections and inclusion and, yeah. you know, module four in particular, I'm thinking about there where we're talking about engaging with the Fano and iwi in the local area where yeah. that's not a one-stop shop. Oh, look, we've made a phone call and we've given them our packet of Tim Tams and now we're all best friends. It, it's that ongoing growth that needs to happen as you get the next lot of parents in or the next representative for the marae you know all of that kind of stuff where they've realized that what makes this sustainable is asking those questions that they started way back in module four yeah that's so true and so powerful I think one of the one of the things that I find really powerful is when we have and I know this has happened recently had I guess it's a whole well, it is a whole. Sometimes it's a whole school or a whole syndicate that comes in together. Yeah. That sort of, I think, I 
and when we'll yeah we've seen that that recently with a secondary school where different heads of departments come in you know they work in completely different areas but they've all come together on the kaupapa of building cultural competencies on te whakamanawa and to see them go from kind of like from zero to hero I reckon in terms of their understandings but even their the sharing in the different ways like practically that they are that they hope to that they sort of envisage and they sort of want to put into their strategy around what they will do you know with their tamariki not to but with the tamariki with with the whanau you know alongside um making good decisions around how they will uh, communicate and connect with with mana whenua. like all of that sort of stuff is uh is mm. is such a, a powerful like listening to listening to those changes and listening to them talk you just sort of sit there and go wow that's did I, that languaging right that the change in language that comes through I think is 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 powerful powerful stuff totally and I think part of that too really stands out for me when we talk about module three and what is success for our students and we talk about things like examples where we talk about some of our Maori students coming in and saying look I've had 10 years at school and my teachers don't say my name correctly you know even just that little bit where it's a language change you know and for some people it's a thought that they thought they were saying it right you know and so now they're questioning everything they're doing and everything that they say which can be daunting in itself it's kind of that what you thought you were coming on the course to get is not necessarily what you walk out the te whakamanawa door with eh yeah yeah that's so true eh and I think that I'm just thinking about I think it is in the in module four I'm just thinking about reports and oh, yeah. about, about giftedness, about Māori giftedness and giving value and giving mana to Matauranga Māori, giving value to just tell Māori and how we've had so many. And I remember this specifically, we had beginning teachers come on and they're like wanting to change their whole school report <laughs> based yeah, yeah. on, you know, which is like, wow, that is so, I'm so brave. But just mm. sort of for them, it was being able to see I guess the messaging, like what does our report, what's the message that our whānau are getting when yeah. they look at this? And so having those brave conversations, I think, knowing that they would have to, as an idea, to sort of talk it over with their lead teachers or mental teachers is, is hard case, actually. Like, good on them. Totally, totally. And it brings me back to, you know, we've talked before about should we restructure the course and should we have Te Tiriti or Waitangi as the first module? Because that would seem like the obvious place to start when we talk about, well, why do we need to have this course? Why is it a thing? But actually, it's about all of the things that we've got before it leading up to that understanding of Te Tiriti. And that's why we always end up coming back to know it needs to be the last thing because it's those little pockets of discussions that we're having where people get to be brave rather than coming in with this big thing because Te Tiriti seems massive to so many people, doesn't it? But by scaffolding the conversations to lead up to that, you can have little stepping stones for where you are and who you are and where your kura is at. Because like you said before, some people come as a group, but some people are coming to this as lone wolves. They come in and they're wanting to make change, but they don't necessarily know where to start. Or we've had a a whole kahuiako come in and we've run it for a whole kahuiako. And their conversations funnily enough, were surprisingly similar to that one person coming in because they're all like, 
well, how do we know where to start and to do this right without offending people and so it doesn't become onerous for us and, you know, where's the balancing act in here? And it's just about finding something to start with, eh? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And just sort of thinking, because there's so much on offer. There's so many, thinking about the platform that we work in, there are so many resources and I know that everyone is just grateful for you know grateful for the fact that they have access to all of this information and support that they can yeah that they can go back to tap into and tap out of and that we've just had we've just had so much feedback about how how valuable yeah all of those resources are are for them yeah yeah totally and the other um feedback that I'm thinking of too is that whole if you miss a, a webinar or something like that, that everything is recordable, is recorded, so it's rewindable. But also that the, some people I know have sat together afterwards and watched the whole thing again because they felt like, oh, you heard what? I missed that. You know, so they can go back and hear what other people said. Because some of our sessions, like I'm thinking of module one, where we're sharing our stories about ourselves, they can be quite long sessions, but people get so caught up in it and people have to drop in and out and things like that. That's completely understandable. But everything's rewindable, which is quite handy. I always find that I get to the end of the session and I'm in awe of the teachers and what they do. And I have that itch to get back into the classroom and do some of the stuff that they're doing, which is really cool. But I'm always surprised when we come to the end of the time too, because I'm so caught up in the stories. And I hope for all of our people that come along that they, even if they heard one idea that made them question what they were doing or they can borrow that idea that's what it's about for each of those webinar I reckon absolutely and I think what comes through too that I think is quite cool is these next steps like everyone's got okay this is what we need to do now so it's like that plan that plan forward it's a real good opportunity I think to take stock of what what is happening or what you know in terms of in terms of you know giving giving mana to tiriti in terms of success for Māori so it's a good opportunity and and time and space to sort of take stock of what's happened or what what what's happening in your kura and then sort of start to plan forward for those gaps what's missing what else what what else do we need to do I think it's so helpful and I think that that part is another powerful part because it's applicable right sort of it's it's authentic it's about applying it to your practice to your kura so making it that's one of the great things about how the wero is set up is that is that they're flexible enough that you can mold it and and make it apply to your situation make it apply to your to, to your kura or to what it is that you want to focus on i think that everyone appreciates that that they that what we're doing in te whakamanawa is actually what they will they will use and apply and be part of something that actually happens in their kura. Totally, totally. And so many people get provoked by that idea of, well, who haven't we spoken to that we should have? You know, who's not at the table? And I'm thinking about the example of one of the wero, you know, about changing an area or a space in your school so it's more A, culturally appropriate, B, more welcoming, you know, all of that kind of stuff. It's one of the wero. And even that idea has been taken so many different ways by so many people. And I love the fact that Kai is often a thing that comes into this so like someone's school canteen someone's outdoor space some people how they get the parents to come along to the school you know everyone has 
different ways that they've approached that so it can be totally how they want and how they need and what matches their space place and time eh? yeah it's such a good example for sure you've been listening to a core education podcast pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities they're not our culture.